podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. To a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes, and I will be joined by Kevin McCluskey um, after the Celtic versus Real Madrid opening Champions League game. Um, Kevin will be joining us very, very shortly. Um, it did indeed end uh, Celtic nil, Real Madrid three, which by no means, Kevin, was race when you look at particularly the first 56 minutes of that game where we equipped ourselves particularly well. Um, we've obviously been chatting about this through the game as well in the group chat and I said that you know the margins are so fine when you consider Maeda's chance within 60 seconds of the restart and then 56 minutes in with a goal down and it kind of breaks down after that Real Madrid are able to turn the screw overall though Kevin lots to be positive about in that game I think there is lots to be positive about Paul absolutely um, we spoke before the game and we spoke at halftime and we were all smiles and we were all really positive uh, going into the game and then about how we played in the first half. We've ended up losing 3 nothing. I don't think it was a 3 nothing game uh, and there's there's lots of positives I think that we can take away from that that says that, you know, for at least the first 45, 55 minutes of the game, we went totally to with Real Madrid. We gave them a proper game. I think they had to up their game in the second half to compete with us. Yeah. Uh, they did. It's just unfortunate that when guys like Luka Modric and Tony Cruz decide to up their game, it's to a completely different level than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's no there's no shame. There's no great disappointment in a sense in, in losing this game because, you know, it's Real Madrid. They're a really top side. And the fact that we didn't get embarrassed, the fact that we had chances to score. If we score first, it's you know it's the old one. If you score first, we change the game. It becomes a different game. Um, so yeah, lots of positives to take. Disappointing result, but I think we'll take it on the chin and we'll we'll move on. The big thing for me, I'm going to bring in as many comments as I can um, after a, a result like that. Is um, you know obviously as a fan, there is a, a reactive nature 
uh, straight after a game. But I'm looking at this more positively because I think in the first half, and we spoke about it at half-time, and we'll go over the first half again, you know, Celtic went uh, up against the champions of Europe and they did it with some style. They didn't do it, um, you know, with 10 men behind the ball. We created chances, Kevin, and um, a couple of those chances were were the best in in the first half, I would have thought. Yes, Joe Hart made a fantastic save just before half-time. But if you then look at the response to that being making a change at half-time, and I don't know if there was an injury or if it was um, a tactical change by Ange, he makes a change at half-time the the guy who's just on the park maybe um getting to grips with the game the ball falls at his feet he should bury it and that that was a disappointment and I'm not blaming Maeda he should bury that and and you know you see it at that point no Kevin like you just said there Real Madrid had it in them still to take it up a gear right so even if we had you know it, you know you, you never know what's going to happen but even if we had taken the lead Real Madrid did have it in them to step it up. Um, and I think the, the disappointment is in the scoreline rather than in the fact that we were defeated because, let's be honest here, who who actually thought Celtic were going to beat the European champions tonight? I think it was all about learning and progressing um, as individuals and collectively as a team. I think the second goal, uh, the sucker punch really, was the fact that it was scored right after the first. But when you watch the second goal, Kevin, it was absolutely brilliant by Modric. The way that um, instead of trying to shift his, the position of his body and the balance and the weight, he just hits it with the other foot. Absolutely superb. And it was at a time where I thought Gents had actually won the, the, the ball back and won possession back. And then Modric does that. Absolutely phenomenal. The third goal, again, looking back at that, you've just got to put your hands up and say it was sheer brilliance. What a well-worked goal that was. You know, I think in the past you can look at European performances and you can look at the goals in particular that we concede Kevin and you think that was poor that should be done better but two of those three at least two of the goals were just sheer brilliance from uh, the top team in Europe and I think that after that game the the players should really be proud of themselves for the way that they equipped themselves against Real Madrid Yeah absolutely yeah I think um, too many times we've watched these kind of big games and you're coming away thinking we've lost some sloppy goals you can always pinpoint the error that's led to the goal. Um, can't really say that so much tonight, I don't think. I think, um, you know, again, if, if you want to be hypercritical about it, the second goal, I think Carter Vickers has got to do better in the halfway line. I can't remember who it was he goes in to the challenge with in the halfway line to watch it back. But I think if he commits to that challenge, he's got to win the ball there or he's got to break the play up somehow. He doesn't. But then after that, once Modric gets the ball, that's a genius at work. Mm-hmm. And the way that he, as you say, just moves it in the field. And uh, it's very reminiscent of a James Forrest goal. I think. Oh no, was it a Dembele goal rather, probably against Rangers, where he's just hit it with outside of the foot and it's gone in. You've Although James, James Forrest does like that James move. James Forrest he does, does favor like that, that shot yes, as well. Yes. Aye, so maybe he's been watching So, so we're comparing Forrest and Modric. I mean, anything can happen on Axon tonight. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know that's a great goal it's a great finish anyway it is. It that way. and you've, you've got to hold your hands up to that and say it is and the third from, goal, from a world class player Kevin I mean let's not forget you know exactly it's Luka Modric who's I think did he not win best player at the last World Cup or something mm-hmm. like that you know he's, and he, he's, and he's always there seven. and thereabouts he's 37 and playing like he could still play for another five six seasons if he can mm-hmm. keep on going like that because he just makes the game look so effortless 
And then can you say about the third goal and the the ball over the top from Cruz? I was saying just before uh, we, we went back on at the half time, Cruz is one of my favourite players to watch because of those kind of moments. I'm just yeah. gutted it was against us. But he can just deliver a ball from anywhere on a sixpence. And then, you know, Taylor's cut in no man's land, not at his fault, but just because the ball is so good, there's the overload behind him. And when that ball comes back in, it's a certain goal. So, yeah, disappointment with the three goals. It had to have lost the three goals because I don't think it was a 3-0 defeat. But if we can avoid talking about them as much as we can, <laughs> there's a lot of positives, I think, that we can talk about. And positives from a game against, and we'll labour on the fact, Real Madrid, European champions, and we do have positives to take from the game. It wasn't a whitewash by any manner of means. No, you're right. And I think that if we just look at the the, the uh, scope of um, change within, within Celtic in a very, very short space of time, so... A Celtic state of mind starts going live, streaming like this for match days, um, th- two seasons ago. Um, so we're now in our third season. And in that first season, Kevin, we play one of the, the teams from your neck of the woods. We play Ferenc Varos. And I remember the disappointment. If we're going to talk about European levels and, and how we're progressing as a club, uh, the disappointment after the defeat. And I know that things were different. One-legged European campaigns... Uh, due to the pandemic and we would all rather forget that for many, many other reasons other than the football. But the football came into it, Ferenc Varos, and the disappointment we felt after it because it really felt as though we weren't making progress, right? And then, you know, the following season, you're you're almost giving him a free hit. You're almost giving Ange a free hit against Michelin. But he virtually gets us through. You know, we go to extra time against Michelin despite the fact that we don't have a centre-half and we've got to play Dane Murray over there. Um, we've had to drop our goalie because he's useless and, you know, we're playing Scott Bain over in um, the away leg. We still have a European campaign, though. Uh, and in that European campaign, there was plenty to be positive about. I think the biggest disappointment was the Bodo Glimt um, doubleheader. Uh, we come away from that. If you were to watch that back on, on the post-match, we're bitterly disappointed. But this time round, we're coming up against the best in the game, the best in the tournament. Um, they're going to be in the top two, I would I would suggest, in the tournament again this season. And for 56 minutes, you didn't know which way the game was going to go. Uh, the ball drops at Maida. And I think that uh, this is summed up, and it'll probably be brought up on social media tonight, the reaction of Harry Kuehl in the Celtic dugout. So Maida misses a chance. And the way that he reacts, it's not heads in the hands, it's not screaming shout, he just pulls his cap over his face. Because he knows at that moment, Kevin, right, that that's that's the turning point. Uh, and you could maybe call on the Joe Hart, save, brilliant. Um, you know, the, the ball that hits inside of the post and 99 times out of 100 it could have ended up going in the net from Callum McGregor. But the moment that the whole game changed for me was the ball dropping at Maida. He's maybe just not as sharp because he just came on the park. And Harry Kuehl knew that sitting in the dugout, didn't he? Um, I'm not blaming Maida, by the way. I mean, what a game to come into. But I think that was the moment and that's the margin, really, that um, we'll learn from it, though. And this is a big thing. Ange and this team will learn from tonight, Kevin. Absolutely. You know, the, the thing with that chance is it's it's probably falling to the wrong player. And it's not a slight on Maeda. It's the fact that he's just come on the park and he's maybe not just up to the pace of the game. If that's Jackie Marcus, chances are it goes in. And then 
then you wonder, though, does it change the game, though, still for a wrong reason? <laughs> Despite when maybe scored the goal. Because you think, did the chance then come too soon in the second half? Because I think if they, we score that, Madrid still somehow managed to pick uh, pick the tempo up and raise the, the standard of the play of their game because that's the type of side you are. But you can't afford to miss that chance. Mm. You know, you, you just can't afford to. Because again, either way, I think it's more the fact that the chance comes too soon in the half. Yeah. Whether we score it, they're going to raise their game because they've got to go behind. Whether we miss it, it gives them the boost because we've just missed another chance. And at that point, they're probably thinking, if we don't step the game up, Celtic will create more chances against us because we had done up until that point and we had looked good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it probably sounds silly and counterproductive, but did we really want to have that chance so early in the half? If it comes five minutes later and we score, we've got less time to hold on to. But also... Uh, I think, I think it's just uh, it would be just giving us a far better platform to to go on for the rest of the game. But yeah. no, you're right, you're right, and and let's not forget um, that some of these players in the the hoops tonight were playing their first ever games in the Champions League. Okay, uh, and and for me. I'm going to bring this up and it's not to mock the person making a comment. Absolutely not. We really appreciate everybody's view. But it's really just to say, let's let's just chill a bit and let's put everything into perspective because Robert Davy comes in to say Jota's not good enough for Europe. Ran a mock in Scotland. He was afraid to run at them. Good ball for a batter. That's all he did. A badder, sorry. That's all he did. And I'm going to have to counter this, Robert, because I think what you've got to look at is that over the piece... Jota was very brave. He played his game, Kevin. He ran at the defence. Now, running at a Real Madrid defence is going to be different, no disrespect, than running at a Ross County defence or running at a Dundee United defence, right? So it's going to be tougher and less things are going to come off. But I think over the piece, Jota did pretty well when you consider this was his first ever, correct me if I'm wrong, Champions League game. He's 23 years of age. He's having the season of his life. And I don't think you can write him off after a performance like tonight. He didn't. I don't think there was a bad performance in a Celtic jersey tonight, Kevin. If you're looking yeah. at, you know, the old um, adage of giving a player marks out of ten, and I know that's maybe kind of scorned it and all that kind of stuff now because of the, the different analytics that there are available, and and the, the the ten staff check is probably the observer's choice. You know what I mean? You're just watching a game, giving them a. But there's nobody performing under a six tonight in a Celtic jersey for me. I think that's, that's very harsh on Jota. I I don't think there was anyone that would have performed under a six or a seven either, if I'm being honest. And I think if you're going to make the comment that um, Jota didn't run a mock, you could could label that against anyone then, because we didn't run a mock against Real Madrid. But what we did do was we stuck to our principles, we played our game, and every single one of them out there was brave on the ball. They were all composed in the ball, and that starts from the back line. Mm. They took risks passing it out from the back when the easier option was to try and go long. We spoke about Hatati at half-time and how every time he got the ball, he was looking to do something. He was maybe trying to take a player on, force a pass. I think Jota did have a decent game. He, he tried to run at Carvajal, who's one of the best right-backs in the game. He didn't get the better of him every time, but he did a few times. And his very last involvement of the game, or so his last couple of involvements were across, I think, for Giacomakis, the back post and then a curling effort that went just over. Mm-hmm. So he's had a few moments. Yep. 
Um, and you can say that for every one of them. They all had their moments in the game and they all played their own game against a side that's probably two or three levels above what we're used to, at minimum. So there's, there should be absolutely kind of no shame, no real criticism in a sense of anyone, and that's not trying to gloss over anything about the game. We just played a really brave performance against the side that we had no right to. And we, we'll, we'll say it all over and over again. We took them to 55 minutes and we played them as equals for 55 minutes. Once we lost the first goal, the heads go down a little bit, which is natural. We do the thing that we tend to do in Europe. When we lose one goal, we lose two. They always come in quick succession. And that's that's the disappointment that we haven't got over that yet. But even in between the second and the third and then from the third to the final whistle, we still com- we still managed to compete. Yes. For decent yep. spells in that time. And that's what you've got to look for from these games. It's the character, it's the spirit, the players to just not give up and to keep on trying to play what we're now calling the Celtic way, the Ange way. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. You know, th- there was that, that fear after scoring, uh, sorry, conceding the first goal, um, and the, the fear materialized with the second. But... I would go as far to say that we weathered that storm and at the point where we made the substitutions it did look as though we had kind of ran out of steam at that moment Kevin we'd been chasing shadows for a bit um, and then Ange makes the triple substitution and then I felt that you know third goal aside which again was a brilliantly worked goal when you watch it back you know we, we equipped ourselves well and we crafted a few chances near the end of the game um, and I, I kind of thought to myself if we get a goal back the scoreline uh, we probably deserved a goal you know, we, we did. We did deserve a goal. Um, and, and what I'm going to bring up here as well is we've, we've seen two appearances from Hakshavanovic, right? Um, and to, against two completely different types, styles and standards of opposition in Ross County and Real Madrid. Uh, but he fancied his chances when he came on tonight. And I loved that. He was direct. He, he played with a purpose. He wasn't scared to try a shot. He got himself into a couple of good positions, took on his man. Um, so I think there's loads to be positive about. We're still building the team. We're still building the squad. We've got a guy in there who's only, you know, that was only his second appearance in a Celtic jersey, Kevin. We're not the finished article yet. Ange won't claim that we are yet. Um, um, so loads and loads to uh, look upon and think, you know, that's the second hardest game we're going to get this season. Uh, the hardest being at the Bernabeu. Um, no, you're quick off the mark again in the, the full-time analysis. No, Doran, proud of the boys tonight. I think most of us are. On another night, we could have been leaving with the points. Uh, European champs turned it up a notch in the second half. They certainly did. But we will go again. Plenty of football left in the group. And I think it was important also to note the support in the stadium tonight, Kevin, uh, the atmosphere. Uh, no one in European football or indeed world football tuning in tonight would have left with anything but absolute respect for Celtic fans this evening. Another superb performance off the park by Celtic supporters. Yeah, there was a point that you made, um, I can't remember if it was pre-match or half-time and I was going to try and pick up on it, and it was um, 
we're talking about maybe boys like Yota and Abada at some point are going to move on and they'll go and play somewhere else. And this was a game where they have to go and show or the, kind of the platform they've got to show that they're good enough to play here in the Champions League if they want to do it for someone else. And we're talking about the atmosphere at the games. If Yota or Abada got to leave Celtic at some point, where on earth will they go to experience that atmosphere again? Mm. They could go. They could sign for a Chelsea and play against Real Madrid every other season in the latter stages of the Champions League, but they will never experience that atmosphere again. It's. Um, I mean, you could hear it coming through and in the streams and the TV. It was just the fans constantly getting behind the team, singing for ninety minutes. Um, you don't really get that level of passion anywhere else. It's the the roar that goes up a couple of seconds after we lose a goal, the encouragement that we're constantly yeah. showing showing the, the team. We didn't get in the back once. It didn't sound like we, the fans got in the back once tonight. Um, so that's why I think as a supporter base, we are second to none when it comes to, to the big games and actually getting behind the team and showing showing the, the level of commitment in the, on, off the pitch that we want to see from it, the players on the pitch. And we're getting that now from this team that's being built which is, what, 14, 15 months into a long-term project. Yes. Guys guys coming off the bench, bench Haksabanovic, second appearance. And as you say, against Ross County and against Real Madrid, he played the same game. Mm-hmm. He's looked to commit the full-back. He's taken, yeah. taken him on. He's had a couple of shots at goal. And um, I know, like I say, I'm, I'm just, just want to talk about the positives and get that out there that today is... We'll, we'll take the three nothing defeat in the chin, but then we'll look forward and we'll see actually we can build on this for the next games and we're looking ahead to go a couple of away games coming up next in the Champions League, which will be difficult. The next can Leipzig, but if we can put in the level of performance that we put in tonight against those two, then we've every chance of, of coming away from the away games with the point, if not winning the home games. And that's not trying to be too carried away with myself, but it's thinking that. We're at the beginning of something again, and uh, and Ange will, will will guide us through just as he did the league season last season. He'll have a plan in place to guide us through the Champions League group stage. And it's it's a strange feeling to come away from a defeat and actually thinking positively. Mm. That, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. We can actually go and make an impression in this group. Yeah, I think we can. I think we've already made an impression uh, with that performance tonight. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Real Madrid went there last season and beat them 5-0. Real Madrid have it in their, in their cannon to go and absolutely dismantle um, fine European sides who are playing at this level season on season. You've got to remember, just going back to the previous commenter, Celtic have not played at this level for five seasons flat. Um, we're learning season on season. You compare the feeling that we have just now having been beaten 3 nothing at home against Real Madrid and compare it to Bayer Leverkusen last season who beat us 4 nothing at Celtic Park, Kevin, right? And, and this is a different level of side. We're in a different competition. Yet we are, for a spell, competing with Europe's finest. Um, Kurt Smith, I think, sums it up. That was the best thing, nothing lost in my life. You know, I, I get life, what yeah. he means. I get what he means. Now, the last time we played competitively against Bayern Munich, uh, Bayern Munich Real Madrid, they beat us 3 nothing at the Bernabeu in 1980. Um, can't say I remember that game, by the way. Uh, but obviously, uh, there was a disappointment 
Um, and that we obviously went into that game full of confidence having beaten them 2-0 at Celtic Park and, and we lost the tie. John Boy 67 made us miss change that game but we didn't give up we kept playing I'm proud of our team and I'm seeing a lot of these types of comments coming in um, and I've got to kind of echo these sentiments Kevin, uh, Peter Kavanagh I've lost the ability to read this evening another level lads really enjoyed the first half would have loved to see Cal Mack's shot go in the first half and made that early chance second half and I think what you're doing there Peter is you're, you're focusing on moments of a game where it can be on a knife edge and the margins are so, so fine, Kevin, that, yeah, you know, McGregor's shot. He could hit that 99 times um, it goes in. Tonight it wasn't to be. Maeda, like you say, it drops to two or three other players and the ball's in the back of the net. Completely different um, view of the game at that stage, but it wasn't to be. When they get their noses in front, however then they know how to turn the screw and that's exactly what they did. They've got world-class players. We've got players that we're trying to develop um, to allow them to play it at this level. And as soon as they are able to play at this level, then we've got another dilemma on our hands, like we were saying before, Kevin, because, you know, inadvertently, we're actually putting them in a shop window. You uh, and Boy Martin, proud of our boys tonight. Madrid were just too good. And, and I think that you've just got to be a wee bit more philosophical about these things. Exactly. I think I think you've got to look at that point and say they were just too good and they should be just too good to beat us. One of our best players in that midfield in the first half was Matt O'Reilly, who was playing League One football, was he not, last season before we signed him. That's the level that he's come from and he's competing at the Champions League now. Mm. And that's that's the level that, that kind of we're at against Real Madrid. So there isn't any shame in this. We were beaten by the better side. They stepped up in class in the second half without a doubt. But um, big improvements from where we were a year ago when mm. we played Mitchell Andes. He said with Dane Murray, 16 years old, at centre-back because Neil Beaton's got a red card in the first game. Your keeper's chucked one in the back of the net in the first game. You've got to bring in the reserve goalkeeper. We were all at sea. And if, if we'd gone up against Madrid this time last season, you know, we'd have been in the receiving end of the 9-0 that we put out to Dundee United a few weeks ago because it's just... We had no class about us then, really. 14, 15 months down the line, we're a completely different side. And we are we're developing players that are able to now go and compete at this level, which you know, you would never have believed a season ago. No, you wouldn't. And and the big thing that I'm taking from it as well, and it's not just empty words from Ange Postacoglu, but you know, I truly believe that in the next twelve to eighteen months he's going to improve again. Now the level of improvement may not be as fast a trajectory, you know, because we were so poor when he came in that it went like that. It went through the roof because it had to um, in order to retain the, the, the league championship. So the trajectory may, you know, level out a little bit, but all he is going to do is continue to improve, Kevin. This is also his first taste of Champions League group football. He's learning at this level, as are players like Jota and O'Reilly and Hatate. Oh, in their early 20s, all bought other than Jota for, for small <laughs> crumbs when it comes to Champions League money. I mean, as I said at half-time, that midfield was assembled with a little more than three million quid. That That's an, that's an incredible outlay um, when you look at the performance. I thought Hatate was outstanding tonight. I thought McGregor was brilliant tonight. Uh, it's three million pounds, probably the monthly salary for the, the Madrid midfield. Yeah, I mean, and, and we've and that's what it cost us to bring those three players in, and they they did match World Cup winning midfielders. 
may only have been for 45 minutes and we couldn't stretch out for the full game. But realistically, our midfield shouldn't have been able to do what they did for 45 minutes. So they've all kind of punched above their weight for that level of time. Um, and as, as we'll say, should really be proud of that performance and give them the hope and belief rather that they, they, they can actually go on and have a really good stab at getting second place in the group now, which is now, I don't think it's an unrealistic target to go for. I was going to ask you what your targets were uh, for the rest of this campaign. It's obviously difficult and it's a long season. Um, however, I think the big thing again that we talked about before the game, Kevin, and we have touched on it during the week leading up to this game, is, is about um, adapting to the level and doing it quickly so that you know the next time we have a challenge like this, we, we, we know what we're facing and we can face it um, a lot more comfortably. And there are players in this team and I think we'll mention a few of them. Players like Hatati, who had played something like 82 senior games of football when we signed them in January, right? I mean, that that's really, just put this into perspective, 82 games. I mean, Callum McGregor plays that a season. You know what I mean? You've got Jota. Jota, the lion's share of the games that he had played um, were at B level, at Benfica. You know, Matt O'Reilly, like you say, he'd be playing, and, and I'm going to say lower league, um, in in England, we bring him in for just over a million quid. Now he's adapting to this level. Jota is adapting. Hatati is adapting. You've got a player in McGregor who's got vast experience in Europe, and and he'll he'll help them on. Yakamakis, you know, two two and a half million quid. Um, he's not played this level. He was playing for a team that got relegated. Uh, in the Dutch league, so these these guys are coming in, and and they're supplemented by the likes of McGregor, by the likes of Joe Hart at the back, who have got the experience. Uh, Juranovic, two point seven million quid. You know these are players. Maric Jens is coming. Let's not forget the performance we've seen from Jens coming in tonight. Um, and this is a player whose move to Germany didn't work out. You know, you looked at his performances last season and he couldn't buy a performance. Um, and this is a guy who has come in tonight for me and I thought he equipped himself very, very well. And these guys are going to learn and improve from, from a, a night like tonight as well. And by the way, as the European campaign progresses, all you've got to do is look at how we learned last season. I used the, the Bayer Leverkusen games and, and and results as, as a kind of barometer there. And we played them at Celtic Park and they beat us 4-0. And yeah... Individual errors were, were our Achilles heel that, that evening and a penalty that was never a penalty, a handball against Carter Vickers. But compare and contrast that to the 4-3 away from home. You know, um, sorry, the 3-2 the away from home. We were 2-1 up with eight minutes to go and, and we could have won that game and had we won that game, we're going to qualify for the later stages. So I just think that we've got to take it all into account, Kevin, and tonight, Ange Postacoglu will have learned a lot, as will have players like O'Reilly and Hatati and, and Jota, who are playing at this level for the first time. So I'm taking it on the chin, like you say, uh, and uh, you know I'm full of confidence and optimism for the other games. Um, I'm going to throw it at you. Do we qualify from this group this season? Yes, I'll, I'll give it a yes as a, <laughs> as a, a simple answer. Um, yeah, I think... I think if, if we can keep the level of performance that we did, you say, in the first 55 minutes of the game up until the first goal or the second goal, if we keep that level up into the other games, we've got a very good chance of getting points in every game that we've got left. Uh, up until the Madrid game, we would probably expect to lose away from home. Um, and we'll learn from this tonight because that's the type of manager that he is. 
and then he'll be drilling into the players maybe what went wrong and the things that they need to improve on. So we saw from last season, like you mentioned already, there was improvements kind of from game to game in Europe last season. I think it will be the same this season. I think he will learn from his mistakes. I think he he's already shown, and we can probably dispel the myth that Ange doesn't know how to defend, if that was still going around, because he's he's not this uh, all-out attacking football that everybody thought he was. Tonight, I thought we held a very, for quite a lot, long spells in the game. I can't speak now either. For long spells in the game, I thought we held a pretty good defensive shape. And we kept our full-backs quite deep at times when we had to, which yeah. we're told he doesn't do. But he does because he learns and he adapts for the opposition at times while sticking to the key principles of how he wants to play. Yeah. I think then going into the next games, the Nets go away. It's a tough game. But I think it's getting played in Poland because it'll be a neutral venue. If we keep Marian Schwed quiet, because I think he scored two goals tonight for them, then why not again have the positive positivity and the positive mindset that we can go there and get a result? And if we do that, we then take it on to Leipzig. And I think they've had a quite a poor start to the season in Germany. So we, if we can pick up on where their deficiencies are, target them, why not? I think it's a group that we're very capable of getting second place in now. Um, and I just hope that that's not kind of too much positivity born from the fact that we're really excited for this game uh, and proud of the performance. But I do, I genuinely think we have a real chance now getting getting through this or getting a uh, kind of knockout football of some description after after Christmas. Absolutely. We entered this game, Kevin, um, incredibly full of optimism, uh, predicting draws and, and all sorts of things. And you know what? For 56 minutes, it looked as though we could have been right to have that belief. That is what Ange Postacoglu has instilled in us in a very, very short um, space of time. Patrick Kerrigan says Ange learns extremely quickly. I 100% agree with that. Um, and by the way, if, you, if you're not going to do what he wants you to do, he ships you out. I mean, 21 first-team players shipped out in one transfer window. I mean, that is basically the way he, he works. He's ruthless in his pursuit of success and what he sees is, is a performance that he wants to see from his team, no matter who you're playing. And it is difficult to go from like Haksavanovic, go from a game against Ross County and then come up against Real Madrid. But as you say, didn't change his style, didn't compromise. Uh, and by the way, I think that uh, we should all be proud of Celtic supporters of that performance tonight. And um, we move on to the next game. I've got to say thank you, every single one of you, for joining us pre-match, uh, post-match and at half-time. We do appreciate it. You keep tuning in, you keep subscribing, and it keeps Axom ticking along, which is um, brilliant because it allows us to talk about Celtic on a daily basis. Um, all that's left for me to say, come back at 12.30 tomorrow. We have a new addition to the Axom team, Kevin McCluskey. We will be joined by John Hughes. Uh, the son of the dearly departed Yogi and he will be joining us on a Wednesday uh, to give us his insight on all things Celtic and he'll be teaming up with Kevin Graham and James McKenzie tomorrow thanks everybody for getting involved if you have not done so already click on the subscribe button on YouTube and thank you Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind
mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.